You're listening to the Superpod HeroCast, a Night Shift radio production. It's not a bad movie. It's a frustrating movie. Because there's the potential for this to be a really good film. Hard disagree. This is a bad movie. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain it when we get into it. Okay, that works. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 131. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched, watched Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Hulk. Yeah. We <laughs> it's so did. hard to say without sounding like a without it sounding like an onomatopoeia. Yeah. Hulk. Hulk. You know, thank God. Thank God it's just a few years after this that. Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk comes along because if if you watch this movie and thought this is what the Marvel comics are capable of, that's that would have been it, folks. Well, two things. Um, Kevin Feige has said that every Marvel movie that has come out is canon now, just different multiverses. Okay, sure. And to which I say, really, Kevin, all of it. <laughs> this movie, Fantastic Four, Fantastic. I think it, listen, okay. if you're Uatu, the watcher, um, and you know, you maybe given, don't pay attention to this side of the yeah, universe. You, you've got a key and you're like, no, 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 we don't open this one. No, no, no. Nope. It's, it's there. There's no need to go in there. Nope. That was oh, closed. Yeah. I, I, and uh, speaking of the incredible Hulk, I have a question, but I will hold it for later. Okay. Hold for applause. Yes, please. Thank you. Hold for one. <laughs> all right. Oh, so, Todd, here we are, uh, a movie we have both been dreading. Oh. Uh, I believe you can go all the way back to maybe the beginning. It might even be in our commercial. We might talk about how not looking forward we were to Hulk. Yeah. Um, and here we are. And, you know, Casey, sometimes we have these memories of movies from a while back, because this movie is <laughs> 21 years old. You know, sometimes you have these memories, and, and when we revisit them, either... We, you know, the memories were worse than the experience or something about it has changed in our sensibility. Um, delighted to say, no, this movie is every bit as bad as we remembered it being. <laughs> so, uh, it, like I said in the cold open, oh, I was so into this movie until a very specific part because it stopped being the movie that it was handing me. It is, it is fan stick. It is like, oh. if I didn't know any better, someone reshot from a certain point on, but that would be bonkers for it to a be that much of it. And B, we know this is all on Lee and you're just like, I don't, I don't get what you're go. I get what you're going for in the beginning. And then something happens. And then he tries to thread the needle back to what he was doing before. And he just can't, it, it, it falls apart. It's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong, but I was, it's a frustrating movie I because I was so fucking invested. I was like, I, I text you when I was watching him. Like, yeah, you did. Yep. Did I misremember this movie? And I think maybe because there's been like the Dark Knight trilogy and, you know, all these more serious comic book movies. That's where this started. This started really, like, really strong for me. I was like, wait, hang on. I, I kind of like the vibe that's going on here. I hear you. And I think no. you are being incredibly generous. 
Um, <laughs> I so I, I I started. I was about to say, and then I then I figured, well, maybe I better check that. I started to say I like Ang Lee, and then I was like, well, do I? So I just took a quick look back at his filmography, and in, yeah. in all honesty, I, you know, there's only a couple of them that I've seen. Um, I've seen. Obviously, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, loved it, right? It's amazing. Sure. Um, I Without see- it, we wouldn't know who Michelle Yeoh was. That's and that right. that would be a sad world to live in. Oh, I just watched Everything Everywhere All at Once with Jack the other night. He oh God, loved it. So he loved it. He was like, what is di- He had no clue of what it was. I was like, Casey said, this is the best multiverse movie of 2023. He's yeah, not wrong. Yeah, di- <laughs> di- dear Sam Raimi, that's how you do a fucking multiverse movie. <laughs> That well, movie is just fucking delightful. And I mean, Kehu Kwong in it. I mean, just everybody's firing in all cylinders. In should that we movie. just talk about that movie? No, we can't. We yeah. have to talk about this one. Um, so, I mean, is it is it a superhero movie? Can we can we put it in the helmet oh, for funsies? I don't know. Multi, well, listen. Well. So, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yes, two thumbs sure. up. Brokeback Mountain, two thumbs up. Phenomenal film. Phenomenal film. Um, and to be fair, those are the Ang Lee movies that I've seen. So oh, you've seen Life of Pi. I have not seen Life of Pi. I've not it's seen okay. Gemini. Oh wait, oh I did see Gemini Man. Didn't love that one. Okay, so I guess I like Gemini some of Ang Lee's stuff. Why Gemini Man Gemini? is the one with Will Smith and young Will Smith. Oh, I forgot that was Ang Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So I like some of Ang Lee. Didn't stuff. care for it. Didn't care for it at all. I don't understand it. So this is a theme. I, I've got this like 20 times in my notes. Um, like if the goal of this movie was to recreate the look, feel, structure, acting of the TV, the the Incredible Hulk from TV from the <laughs> 70s. Uh, yeah. Great. Great job. Two thumbs up. I don't understand how this is a movie made in 2000 or released in 2003. Okay. Let's, let's not spend a whole lot of time on why it sucks here in the beginning. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it. That's right. Cause Um, we're not, we can't just before we do anything else. You already said it since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? So we had to go to another location to get our beer because our dear friends, uh, Joel and Carissa are finishing their, African Safari, which has been crazy to watch online. But uh, I picked up a four-pack of of cans from Freight Yard Brewing. We stock stock some stuff there, uh, other beers. And this is a brewery we've drank before. It's Talking Cursive, which is a Syracuse brewery. Love Central New York beers, love New York beers. Located in Syracuse, New York, across from the historic Niagara Mohawk building, Talking Cursive is a woman and veteran-owned brewery that values quality and innovation in everything they do. Brewing is an art form, and every pint they pour is an invitation to be a part of a unique and evolving story. We drank a couple of their beers before. We drank uh-huh. uh, Crispy Girls for Blade, we, or Blade Two. <laughs> yeah, crispy, Dur- crispy Girls After Dark. The crispy yeah. Girls After Dark, right? Um, we drank um, Tangerine Song for Thor Ragnarok. Right. Yeah, I like I like talking cursive. Yeah. So, Casey, if you were if you were to think of, you know, if you're putting Hulk on your team, right, <laughs> and you're handing out assignments, what is Hulk's one job? 
Well, I think your hero said it best in the first <laughs> Avengers movie. And Hulk. <sighs> Smash. In fact, I think you may have just heard Cap say that because <laughs> I think we're, I'm dropping that one right in. Yeah, as, as well you fucking should. So we are drinking their Stack Smash Repeat Volume 5. Oh, now, yeah. uh, out at Freight Yard Brewing, where I've been working lately, uh, we have this on tap. We've got it in cans. I've drank it. It's delicious. This is an American IPA, 6.7% alcohol by volume. It is a New York State farm beer. And for this year's collaboration with Resurgence Brewing and the Hop Guild, Talking Cursive leaned into utilizing new products, including Hop Guild's Chinook Hop Sauce and Berkeley Yeast Super Bloom Strain, which produces, and I'm going to give this my best <coughs> shot, Linalool, Geraniol, and Citronellol Terpenes. You tried. Yeah, I, I really gave that a shot. What I know is, give her the old college try. Uh, Resurgence is one. I'm looking at the their logo. Yeah, that looks familiar too. We drank something of theirs. Mm, they're out for something. I've drank. We drank something of theirs for something. I, I, don't you like how I'm helping you? Oh yes, um, Conan the Destroyer. That's what it was. Oh no, wait, nope. Resurgence, nope, nope. nope. That was uh, Prismatic Spray. Could have been Texas oh, right. Rangers. Going through, I'm looking oh. through my Google Docs. God damn it. Yes. We drank curbside cowboy. Good. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. We drank curbside yeah, cowboy for, from Resurgence Brewing for, for worst of the Westerns. <laughs> oh, Texas Rangers. I want my two hours back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, good news right. is we're not going to be upset about this beer, even though we are upset about this movie. I, yeah. I think we are upset for different reasons. Okay. That's fair. And again, I, you and, know, and, yeah. No, what I was going to say is, and if you didn't like this movie, like you, like you, the listening audience, I get it. It's not for everybody, but I was vibing at the beginning of this film. I like Eric Bana. I really like Jennifer Conley for sure. many different reasons. Uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott. I mean, love Sam. Yeah. I, lo- I love the story of how he, he and um, uh, on the pretty much, oh. pretty much like, Argued hard about the fact that uh, um, Sam Elliott was like a four-star general wouldn't have a mustache, and Ang Lee's like, I know, I, I I agree with you. The character in the comic does, so I need you to have a mustache. Yeah, I you know, can I? So I was going to quibble later. That so I think I've talked before. The challenge. Wait a minute. Before, before, before we continue, okay. let's right. let's cheers okay. and then right. yes, you all can right. go on your rant. Okay, thank you. Thank cheers, you. buddy. Cheers. Well, I'm glad I'm here and uh, speak behind the curtain. We tried to do it live and uh, it did not go well. Our mics went about are as assholes. well as it went for um, uh, shit. Who is that? Who does the fuck it? We'll do it live. Yeah. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, what about as well for Bill O'Reilly trying to get Sting played out at the end of his show? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. No. So I, I think I've talked before. I I had a mustache a couple points when I was in the military. Not for I had long. A mustache. <laughs> yeah. Not for long though, because and I think I've shared this. The 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 regs for the mustache. It it the the bottom of the mustache cannot extend above or below the top of your. Upper lip, right? Which his does, yeah. His uh, is, is military-grade. No, uh, his does not. His is, his, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, oh, his, his follows yeah. the rules. Sorry. It cannot extend laterally 
past a line drawn vertically from the edge of your mouth. So basically, Mm -hmm. right? So in all honesty, it really leaves you with not much more than a Hitler stash. So first of all, it's you're not working towards anything great. I know, and I wish Ang had pushed harder to have him like have the bushy mustache. Sure, that, sure. Which the, the yes. comic book character has. But the, the problem I have with Sam Elliott's mustache in this though is for some reason it's fucking crooked. The line the like the the line is not parallel no. with his lips. So I every don't time I look at it, yeah. Uh, it looks like he's wearing a fake mustache. Ah, uh, and there's only and uh, yes, yes, which makes <laughs> surprisingly makes it even even worse when Eric Bana has the fake beard at the end of this movie. It just <laughs> hang on, uh, spoiler for the end. I remembered that beard looking a lot shittier. That was actually oh for I, for the thirty seconds that we saw it. I was like, <laughs> holy shit! You spent some time getting that on his face. Did you? So I think, I don't know if I've shared this, I am unabashedly a fan of Jackass. Um, I view it as a cautionary tale. I've pointed my children towards, um, you know, direction in life. Basically, I've told this them. This is not where I thought the podcast was going, but okay, go yeah. ahead. You, you know, I've said to them, listen, if at any point, so as Christian went out into the world and, you know, as Joseph's getting older, he's applied to colleges and next year, hopefully, knock on wood, he's going to one. You know, I, I've said to my children, if you find yourself about to do something that you would watch online and laugh, stop and don't do that. So Don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. So full disclosure, I enjoy Jackass. I hope none of my children ever do anything remotely like that. I uh, enjoy watching. I would never want to participate sure. in. Yeah. Did you see, and I think it might be, it might be the first Jackass movie, but it could be the second one, when they... Uh, it's the elaborate prank within the prank um, with Jay Chakran uh, Desar from Broken Lizard. Is a uh, they got one of the guys pretending to be a cabbie, and they pick up Jay, who's an actor and director and comedian, yeah. and he pretends to be a terrorist. Did, did that might even be three? Because I didn't. I okay. don't remember this. I saw the first two. At, at any point, they make. Um, I think it's. Is it Aaron? from Jackass, they make him wear like a, a fake beard and it's pubes that all of the guys have shaved off themselves and they oh like glue onto his face. And this long story is for the purpose of saying his beard looked better than Eric Bana's beard does at the end of this movie. That beard is a hate crime. I don't agree. Wow, we are just going to be in opposite uh, quarters yeah. today. All night. I yeah. thought it was, a, I distinctly remember it being awful. And then I was Boy. like, oh, there's like, there's the lines for it, for, for a 30 second beard. I think you, you had know? Stockholm Syndrome because you'd suffer through more than two hours of this shitty movie. And I think it was just well, like. Well, to be fair, I watched down. this in big fucking chunks. I <laughs> I watched this over like three days. Okay, that's smart. Small that doses. should tell you something. And <laughs> I went to go finish it last night. I had 20 minutes left. I was like, I can't. I just, I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. So, before we get into the banana stand. Yes. Let me do... Two interesting um, things. For the role of Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. do you know who original was um, Ang Lee's original choice? I don't. I, I saw a bunch of almost casts. I don't know who was his, almost, his, his original choice, though. 
Well, he's on the uh, the morning show, and he's one of the best things this season. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. Your brother. God, uh, he was so fucking yeah. good. The reason my brother has a Broadway credit because Billy went to uh, <laughs> right. Aspen right. and was like, "Hey, uh, I'm not going to be back because the snow's going to snow me in." So you should uh, learn you wanna, my lines. Yeah. You should definitely brush up on those lines. Uh, he turned it down. <laughs> To do something else, and I was like, oh, I, I don't know. That's six one way, half a dozen the other. Billy's got some stinkers in his back catalog. He's always good. I've always enjoyed him. Yeah. Was it Big Fish? Was Big oh, Fish 2003? I, oh, I love Big Fish. You don't like Big Fish? I don't like Tim Burton, so I'm not oh, going to like well, Big that Fish. Would, that would, yeah, that would certainly explain it. Uh, Big Fish was 2003, so it could have been that. Okay. Also considered were your favorite, Tom Cruise. <laughs> You're making me angry. Yeah. You you won't like it when I'm angry. <laughs> off the cuff, Tim, Tom Cruise impression. Sure, sure. Why not? Um, uh, Johnny Depp. What ridiculous hat was he going to wear yeah. as as Bruce Banner? That's all I need to know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Um, uh, you're you're uh, huh, you're making me um hmm, angry. Um, <laughs> you you won't. Uh, Oh, you won't like it when I'm angry. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I saw that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, David Duchovny. <laughs> I I remember that. I remember that period. That was a weird, that was a weird time. It was a weird time to be a comic book fan. And lastly, uh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, good lord. Now listen, so you just can't imagine, Steve Buscemi it, imagine is the leader, and I'm there. I'm, I'm in for But that. imagine Steve Buscemi and it's Jennifer Connelly, and Jennifer Connelly is sad because Steve Buscemi broke up with her. <laughs> yes, right. Right. In this alternate reality. Yes. Like, yes. I, I get it in this. Eric Bana, Eric Bana, good looking dude. Sure. Jennifer Connelly, good lord. Um, so I get it. But, like, with that, I was just like, ah. Uh. And so the <laughs> other thing. So this this had been thrown around for years. You know, Johnny Depp was attached in like the nineties before um uh Ang Lee was even the director. But among them so you're gonna tell us the accredited writers, but this is the sure. first time I found all the people who had their hands on this particular script. Okay. You ready? Yes. Michael France, John Turman, Jonathan Helzig, Zach Penn, JJ Abrams. Scott Alexander, Larry Karazowski, Karazowski, Michael Token, David Hader, and James Sheamus. All right. So that's a lot of people, and that also <laughs> explains the hodgepodge that is this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I had some of those names. Some of those names end up uh, attached on the IMDb, which, to be fair, is you know not yeah, France, Turman, and. Seamus, yeah. Seamus, um, I don't know. And you know, I think to be fair, you know, essentially that's crowdsourcing, right? IMDb is crowdsourcing. It's not like that's an official source. I'm thinking in terms of you know, people may use like movie credits or whatever, but um, but yeah, those three. Uh, John Seamus gets the story by credit. He's a writer producer. Mm -hmm. Has worked with Ang Lee a number of times. Wrote the Ice Storm, Crouching Dragon, oh. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wait, was the Ice Storm Ang Lee? Uh, the Ice Storm was Ang Lee. Yes. And you've never seen that? 
I remember when it came out, and I don't think I've seen it. And I remember we it's just really talked. It's fucking I don't, good. I don't what context we just talked about it. Like Kevin Klein. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Klein. Yep. And yep, I can't. Sure. I, I don't remember you saying you hadn't seen it. Yeah, it's it's worth the watch. Yeah. Kevin Klein, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Toby Christina McGuire, Ricci, right? Did yeah, maybe it's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's really then, good. Uh, t- two more of those names get the actual screenplay credit. So Michael France wrote Cliffhanger, the 2004 Punisher, the 2005 Fantastic Four, oh, Golden Eye, Golden Eye, um, and then also John Terman, another name you mentioned there. Um, some similar similar credits: um, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, uh, the the TV series The Crow, Stairway to Heaven, one episode. Um, Ben 10, Alien Swarm, and a couple I, I episodes on ben the... 10. Um, Christian watched Ben 10 for a while. Sure, sure. Um, and it was... He's right, he's right at that right age to watch yeah. it, yeah. It was, I'll be honest with you, that was one of the, the cartoons I enjoyed more. You know, there were certainly some that I didn't like, but that was... If he was watching Ben 10, I could sit through that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ben 10 reminded me very much of an updated... Um, did you ever read the DC comic, Dial H for Hero? Mm-hmm. I, I mean that's that. pretty much what they're aping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Like every 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 issue. If I remember right, the the cool thing about that comic was every hero, so the 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 hero had this dial, right? And it had a mm-hmm. few letters and if he dialed H E R O, it was like a wristwatch thing, then he would yep. turn into a hero. Um if I remember right, every hero in every episode or every issue was like fan created. Like you could you could come up oh, with a with a hero idea. I did not know that part. And oh, send that's that in cool. and they'd use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very I feel cool. like one episode or episode, one issue he dialed horror instead of hero and turned into a monster monster. I So the, now we're getting into Bruce Colville's the monster ring. Oh. Well, I bet oh, you this never... predates it. Oh, it one hundred percent does. The monster ring was the nineties with me. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh my God! There were a hundred. Oh, they first show up in 1966, <laughs> House of Mystery 156. It ran for 173 issues. That's crazy. good for that. that yeah, what crazy. was that? It's a monster ring. You turn it once, you grow fangs and something. Turn it twice, winged something. I can't remember what it is. I fucking love the monster ring. I have it somewhere here on audio. Oh yeah, with uh, full cast audio. The Oh, we now, don't we sadly, don't we know a bunch of people uh, in this guy. Right are here. you? Or were <laughs> yeah, you up? Yeah, to- I've done. I, I did. I played a hyena once, and oh. I did my best, Lieutenant Commander Worf. <laughs> I put everything right here, and I was this very large <laughs> hyena. Nice, Captain. Did you ever record with Joey? Because I feel like Joey also did some. No, cool Joey had moved down to Florida. I did f- three books for them. And one of them was Bruce was actually Bruce Colville was the director and they threw something at me on the day. And I was like, Hey, so I'm dyslexic. <laughs> oh, this no. is going to be rough. Like it was hard to say that to someone whose books I just gobbled up as a kid. Sure. 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 Uh, and he was like, oh, that's fine. We'll work through this. I'm like, awesome. You are a cool guy. Thank you. <laughs> did, did you read for, if you don't mind me asking, only because you just brought that up, did you read for pleasure or did you have to, or was that too much? 
What was it? Two hooks were my main thing, and oh. I have learned over the years if I get it as an audiobook. Yes. Because being dyslexic and also having ADHD, sitting there listening to someone read me a book, my my brain just you know goes off on its own tangent. If I'm reading it yep. while listening to it, I absorb it. It's how I oh, do all the, same the Harry time. Potter books. Oh, yeah, at the same yeah, time. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's just how my my fun brain works. The only huh. one I didn't do it with was the final Harry Potter because I just wanted to get through it. Yeah. So I was listening to that on book on tape, and I still remember. I was getting on the uh, on ramp by Wegman's into it, uh-huh. and it was when he goes into the forest and everything, and you know uh, Voldemort, Harry Potter, the boy who live, come to die, and then a flash of green and nothing, and I know nearly went off the fucking ramp. I was like, <laughs> did Harry Potter just die? Oh no way, no way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that wasn't that wasn't Stephen Fry, was it? He didn't do. I read the Jim Dale. I listened to the Jim Dale one. Oh, Jim Dale. Who uh, isn't he a cartoon? Uh, a voice actor. No, he act- is uh, from Pete's Dragon. I know. I think that's one of the. Yeah, I think we've talked about this many times. And listen, we're just going to chit chat. Eventually, we'll get to the movie. But who gives a shit? We'll um, get to the movie in a second because I I just want to get it over with. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but it, it, the it's been such a mixed bag trying to share things that we loved, you know, movies, shows, with our kids. You know, the, the Muppets was a big fail when we showed them that. Um, oh, that's the, sad. Yeah. Oh, I know. But uh, oddly enough, I, Pete's Dragon was one of the rare ones that hit. Like, they, like the boys loved Pete's Dragon, the original. and uh, The power I, of Don Bluth, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so much so that when we watched the Muppets, the, they knew who Mickey Rooney was. From the because Muppets. of <laughs> a yeah. dragon, a dragon. I really saw a yeah. dragon. <laughs> so when we watched Pete's Dragon, they were they were so excited to and I was like, that's Mickey Rooney. They're like, that's Mickey Rooney? I was like, Yeah, he's he was young once, <laughs> about a million well, years ago. <laughs> well, I don't he's pretty younger. Old in, in yeah. Yeah. He's still white in that one. <laughs> that's true. White bearded in that one. I mean, he it's so weird to see him as like a kid doing stuff with like Judy Garland. I'm like, oh, you were like a kid at some point. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like Wolford Brimley. He's Who, just always been an old guy. <laughs> uh, what did I just read? It's something depressing. Wilford that Brimley. That Paul Rudd is the exact same age yes. that Wilford Brimley was in the first Cocoon, in Cocoon movie? Yes. That's just ridiculous. You know why Wolford Brimley looks so old? Why? Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, Diabetes. Don't worry. I just dropped it in. Yep. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Uh, apologies, we're not making fun of diabetes. It's no. a serious thing, but we're making fun of diabetes. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, I guess is there anything else we need to talk about? No. The, the, what? The, how much did this movie cost, and how yeah, much yeah, yeah. did it make? That's so, it. And then uh, <laughs> big money. Um, I didn't do the conversion because I don't give a shit for this movie. But uh, no, the I'm movie okay is twenty one years old. Uh, back in uh, probably two thousand two, I'm guessing when it filmed. Uh, released in 03. The budget was $137 million. Box office of $245 million. So commercially not a success. You know, that 
That budget won't include the marketing spend, which and know, they read spend usually, a fucking pretty penny on this. I remember yeah. this being hyped to the extreme. Oh yeah, because I mean, and boy, and yeah. So we're gonna talk about it, but boy, what an what a underwhelming shit burger this movie turned out to be. I remember taking Christian to see it. So excited to you know take him to see a a Marvel Comics movie, and because he would have been five, so should have been the perfect age. And boy, what a what a weird movie this was. What a schlog, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I think with that, uh, let's uh, roll that film. I shared a document with you, but I'm not sure if you saw it. I don't see your notes in there. Uh, I shared a document with you. You did? And there's no notes in that. You shared a document with me? Hang on. I'm pulling it up right now. It is shared with one person. That one person is Casey Ryan. CG. Well, don't give up my fucking email. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll cut it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hulk plot. Yeah. Well, where the fuck? God damn it. Hang on. Give me. Yeah, no problem. One eternity later. You know, I alluded to it earlier, and I think that is the overwhelming reaction to this movie is if the goal was to get the feel of the TV show Boy, they do it so much. Even what I have to feel are some like production choices in terms of like the set, you know, the production design itself looks like something that would have come out of the 70s, right? When they go to the secret base. Oh, God, the secret base is one of my least favorite set pieces. Yeah. Because suddenly it is a comic book movie. I was like, wait, what are we doing? Um, But I want to say before we get into this, uh, for such a shit movie. Mm Mm-hmm. The opening credits in this movie are actually like super fun and inventive. Yes. Like he holds up the DNA strand at one point and it show and it's got like, I don't know, somebody's name. And it ref- not only does the DNA strand reflect on him, the name reflects on him. I'm like, all right, this is fun. It, it, it's fun for like five minutes. And then I'm like, wait. And then well, the movie gets very somber. Yes. Yeah. And then it gets silly and i just it, i got the bends watching the yeah. fucking movie <laughs> the ben, that's right you know i i do want to pull back for a second though L- let's talk for a second about the hulk um one of hulk you mean hulk i'm sorry just yes hulk. hulk you're right one of stanley's iconic creations you know stanley and jack kirby and like so many of their early stuff right spider-man's a teenager the Fantastic Four is a family. Hulk is a rage monster. Sure is. The character evolves over time, and I'm really interested how the mythology around the Hulk has changed. So mm-hmm. th- the whole thing about the the abusive father is not the original lore. So that shows up in 80, 1982, um, not David Banner. Now. It's Brian Banner. But this abuse... Uh, yeah, it's called. he's called David as an homage to... The, the TV, TV show. show. Right, right. Which, do you know why the TV show called him David Banner and not Bruce Banner? Because they thought that Bruce was a uh, fae name. Yes. Ugh, fucking ridiculous. So 1982, the legendary Marvel team, Bill Mantlo and Sal Bashima, add on to the lore. They create this, this backstory around uh, Bruce Banner's abusive father, Brian. And that's fine. It's not a huge shift. I think that one of the coolest changes in the mythology of the Hulk is really thanks to Mark Millar and Marvel Ultimates, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is... That he's part of the Super Soldier. Yeah, which really, that came out in 2002, so that would have been right at the time this is in production. And it's not mentioned in this, but there was the... In The Incredible Hulk, they totally talk about it. Project Insight, right? That's... 
Isn't that Caps? Uh, Project Insight. Isn't that Winter Soldier? Isn't that the... Oh, that's that. Right. What is, what's Caps? Project America. Fuck yeah. Uh, is it Project Rebirth? Rebirth. That's exactly what it is. Yep. So yeah, yes. that, there's yeah, the yeah. whole, like he shows the DNA samples to Betty. Yes. In Incredible Hulk about, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's Cap. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, I, so I love that, you, you know, and, and such an interesting spin on, you know, very simple design, right? He, you know, Bruce Banner caught in a gamma bomb explosion, protecting Rick Jones, who I'm kind of surprised still has not shown up in the MCU, right? Like he's such an iconic through or line. Has he? Oh, oh, is there a, is there a fan theory that he has? I don't know. I'm I'm sure. Sure. Some sure. fucking nerd on YouTube is like, if you pay attention, you can clearly yeah, see that's right. that this fourth person in the background is Rick it, Jones. The same way that the Punisher is driving the truck that takes out the Hydra agents in Winter Soldier. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, in that one, I kind of latch onto it simply because there are three separate moments in that movie where a Penske truck yeah. <laughs> becomes the Deus Ex Machina for a minute, and you're just like. Okay, I see it, but like everybody involved in the movie has been like, it's not the Punisher. <laughs> so it's not the Punisher, but it's fun. Uh, R.I.P. Who was that? Was that Stillman? No. What was the uh, Sitwell? Sitwell. R.I.P. Sitwell. Yep. <laughs> Take it out on the freeway. It's uh, just like the the fan theory that uh, Tom Holland's um, Peter Parker is the kid that Iron Man saves in yes. Iron Man Two. I'm like, I'm I I, I don't give a shit about that one. That's so innocuous. Sure, I'm fine with it. Yep, yep, agree. Um, but I just wanted, to, I just want to get that out there. I, yeah, you know, this movie latches onto that. Obviously, it doesn't, it doesn't adopt all of the Marvel Ultimates because there's no reference to Cap. It's not Super Soldier, but, um, but it's part of that evolution of kind of updating the, the, uh, the mythology well, they of Hulk. Couldn't mention Cap because Cap was owned by a different company. Well, this is, um, well, this, this is, is Universal. A, well, so the rule with the rights, which is the reason why we. St- Still don't have an independent Hulk movie. He shows up in Universal has the distribution rights to solo films of the Hulk. Um, but they Which I, I think just lapsed, didn't it? Uh that I do not I know. I thought that was a big celebration of Hulk coming home kind of thing. Um maybe. I, I, I don't know. Nerds don't hate me, but I'm kind of okay with no more solo Hulk films. I mean, listen, because the whole point of a solo Hulk film is watching Bruce Banner not want to do the thing you want him to do, which is turn into the Hulk and beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So Um, it makes it tough. uh, So, yeah. So Universal Pictures is one of the production companies. Marvel Studios, also another one, Valhalla Motion Pictures and Good Machine. Um, But, yeah, apparently that's one of the weirdest spinoff Marvel IP deals that was set up was this universal gets the distribution rights which is why marvel studios could totally make a solo hulk movie but marvel disney doesn't get to distribute it universal does and i guess they're not willing to give up the money attached to distribution so disney be stingy with their money yeah (laughs) shocker right never all right so david banner is a genetics researcher for the government trying to improve human dna so i just Spent some sweet love on the opening credits. There's just one problem with the opening credits. He does all that starfish stuff. Yeah. The starfish are dead because <laughs> you took them out of the water. They have no way to breathe if they're not in water. Their entire body absorbs it, and oxygen is 
lethal to them. <laughs> he just, you know, does the experiment and just leaves it out there and wonders why it dies. I'm like, because you killed it. There's a whole thing going around. Like, don't hold starfish up out of the water to take a picture of them, like, while you're in the Caribbean or whatever, because you are slowly killing them and torturing them. Just leave I, them in the water and take a picture of them. Now, are they like fish? You know, fish can survive out of water for a little bit of time. Are they? they it is from what I from what I read, it is violently painful because they're breathing in from everywhere and they have no way that I think they can only absorb. They can't exude. So they're just taking in poisonous gas. Okay. All right. Yeah. So don't take them out of the water. Okay. Right. Anyways, <laughs> okay. That, there's my, I'll put in the, the more, you know, so Colonel Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, Sam Elliott, <laughs> forbids human experiments. So David uh, experiments on himself. Uh, his wife, Edith, did you recognize Edith? Uh, I, I did not. Then I had to look her up. And I said, oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, it's Mrs. Wheeler from uh, Stranger Things. I immediately was like, where do I know this lady from? And I was like, oh. She was also on The Sopranos. Oh, was she? I never watched The Sopranos. Oh. That was good. It's, it's worth watching. It's good. Yeah. Okay. So his wife, Edith, soon gives birth to their son, Bruce Banner. David realizes Bruce uh, inherited his mutant DNA and attempts to find a cure. It's, it's, I'm super unclear how he found it out, but okay, whatever. <laughs> After discovering his experiments, Ross shuts down David's research. I do want to say the casting of young David and young um, Thaddeus. Mm -hmm. They're fine. Pretty fucking spot on. Like, and the guy playing Thaddeus is doing his best Sam Elliott impression. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Samples we found in your lab. They were human blood. You've ignored protocol. I mean, again, the whole production is clearly trying to capture the vibe of the 70s, so that's the most authentic looking, is right? The, yeah, that's there right. in which that's they right. would be in the 70s, yeah. So Ross shuts down his research. David rigs a desert-based gamma reactor to explode as revenge. He puts the two keys in. I feel like those keys shouldn't be right next to each other <laughs> for a fucking bomb. That's right. That's right. What did I just watch? Oh, when we were watching, Jack and I were watching uh, the Harley Quinn. There's that funny bit where she's got, she's trying to open the. That's aping Superman 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. God, that show's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is where you fuck the bats. <laughs> Believing he is dangerous, David tries to kill Bruce, but accidentally murders Edith. Whoa, spoilers for later in the film, guys. Yeah. Uh, when she gets between them. The trauma makes Bruce suppress suppress his early childhood memories. Ross arrests and sends David to a mental hospital, putting the four-year-old Bruce into foster care. Uh, Mrs. Kretzler adopts him. Bruce assumes his the surname, growing up believing both his birth parents are dead. One thing, I didn't put a note, mm-hmm. but when David admits to killing Edith, yeah, the whole thing about like she became one with the knife and it- all that... Really fucking disturbing. And Nick Nolte, you know, kind of troubled man that he is. Sure. I remember his performance being a lot worse in this film. I was like, all right, you're giving, you're giving it your all, buddy. I mean, first of all, the writers, why did you write the best acting for Nick Nolte? Right? It's the, the movie is Hulk. Bruce Banner should get the best moments. Uh, yeah, poor Eric Bauna really gets. I mean, I read that like 
because of the multi-frame comic book feel he wanted for this they were doing umpteen takes for everything it was like a david finchner movie right, and he they says get covered like different coverage of the same thing right different angles and everything so the first time he turns into hulk mm-hmm. they did four separate takes of it oh. and well, the point to the point where eric like almost collapsed at the end of the last take poor eric banna is right Th- this poor guy so did i read that Ang Lee did uh, some of the voicing for the Hulk as well as it's some rumored, of the motion, the motion capture it, for the Hulk. Mo- motion capture is confirmed; it's all him. But the nobody knows. There's no official credit for the voice, but everyone just is kind of like, it's probably Ang Lee. I mean, why the fuck is Ang Lee doing the motion capture? You have a wonderful actor. I love Eric Bana. I think he's wonderful. But what the fuck? <laughs> Like even even um, Edward Norton did yeah, motion yeah, yeah. capture for Incredible Hulk, so it's just like, come on, man. I, I mean, I guess it, if there's any upside here, this movie is so bad, and specifically the CGI, which I know we're going to talk about. But this movie is Oof. so bad that five years later, when we get the Incredible Hulk, it's like Shakespeare, night and day. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. All right, so thirty years later. Bruce is a brilliant scientist working at the Berkeley lab with his girlfriend. <clears throat> uh, ex-girlfriend? Yeah, that's right. Notation needed. That's right. Who is also Ross's estranged daughter, Betsy Ross. I'm sorry, Betty Ross. Mm, the wonderful Jennifer Conley. Representing the private research company Atheon, which is how they didn't get sued by Raytheon, <sighs> who is an actual defense contractor. I mean, I guess I guess technically Atheon isn't the bad guy in this, but boy, that one that uh, one struck me as just a little no, too. No, Atheon is the bad guy in this. Uh, I well, Talbot is Talbot's the bad guy. Yeah, sure. he's not. Yeah, and he's not Atheon. He's military. No, he works for Atheon. No, no, no he's, he's military. military. No, he's military. He's a defense contract through Atheon, but he's still in the military because he 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 points out when he shows up that he's not wearing that he's wearing a suit, not a uniform, because you know the mil basically like. He's the part of the military that's working with the private sector. Oh, that was super fucking unclear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I, I, there's, okay. there's a real defense contractor, Raytheon. And I heard that. I was like, Atheon? I was like, okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> Ruh-ro. Yeah. Uh, so the shady Glenn Talbot becomes interested in the scientists' nanomeds research to create regenerating soldiers for the military-industrial complex. Always goes well. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean... Again, it's they don't reference Super Soldier, but the idea is right there. It's right adjacent. So, so I am curious if the Ultimates, which was happening at the time of this production, I'm curious if that influenced this story at all. Like this is a a, a reshoot or like a, a pickup. Like, or, hey, they're bringing you, Cap into Hulk's origin, or even just like you know putting some structure around what they're doing there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's her. So this is a sequence. This is where, this is where I start to wonder what the fuck I'm watching. Am I watching a movie that was made in the 21st century? The exploding frog bit is so bad that it's almost comical. Well, thankfully, I read that it is never an actual frog. I don't give a shit. It is whoa, ridiculous. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But David reappears as a janitor in the lab building to infiltrate Bruce's life. So later, because it's not actually listed here, when mm-hmm. Bruce is at his house mm-hmm. and looks out the window, and David's there with the three dogs. Yes, 
and then he like closes his blinds and opens them back up and they're gone. I wanted the cutaway of them like sneaking away, like him being like, Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's not time to pee now. You had peeing before. Let's go. I would take that if it was the Scooby-Doo sneaking where the dogs were all on the back two feet with their front paws up. Yes. I would, well, look, I would. one of them, Lily, her name is the the poodle. The um, poodle. <laughs> as an owner of a poodle, they always want to pee at the inopportune time. <laughs> God, so you call bullshit on that? Yeah. Got it. The now General Ross investigates, becoming concerned for Betty's safety around Bruce. Mm. Bruce saves a colleague named Harper from an accident with a malfunctioning gamma sphere. So my note here, what (laughs) the actual fuck? So this is where I'm really going to start shitting on the special effects. This... I, I, I can't believe this is a movie made in the 21st century. It's like they decided they were going to work... They were going to be constrained by the technology of the times of the TV series in the 70s. Right, and do that negative flash thing, yeah. Oh, it's just, just crazy. Like, this is a this is a major motion picture with a budget of over $100 million. Over $100 yeah, million this, in 2003. This is the beginning uh, of the cracks of this movie not holding together what it wanted to be, right? Like, up to this point, it wants to be kind of a somber, serious, real look at man versus monster Why? kind of thing. You, the, the Why? Genre, no, the, look, look, the I, genre I'm is just, not at the point where Logan can exist, right? Logan can ex- right, exist but, now because but, the genre is so mature. I but a lot of people, I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with it 100%, but a lot of people say without the somber and seriousness of this movie, we wouldn't get The Dark Knight. We wouldn't get... Logan, oh, we wouldn't get yeah, all these others. Well, listen, you can't. I, I don't think it's fair to put though. I, you can't put the Dark Knight and Logan in that same comparison because you know there's almost twenty years. Well, what fifteen years separating those, right? And and the whole evolution yeah. and maturity of this genre. Yeah, I'm not here to say Hulk crawled so Logan could yeah. run. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely right. not but, here to be even close to that hill. But even the Dark Knight, I don't. I liked some of Angli's other stuff. I think this movie is. Steaming dog shit. I I don't think it gets credit clear, for yeah. anything that comes after it. I I, I don't understand. I, I would love to under. You know, Eric Bana has not spoken highly of his experience in this. Um, no, of course not. I I just don't understand what Ang Lee. I don't understand what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to do too many things. I think that's the problem. He was trying to make a serious, grounded movie, but also have the fantastical comic book movie with the Hulk dogs and the fact that the Hulk grows in size. Sure. And and a lot of uh, crotch humor in this film. Yeah. I mean... A uh, lot of crotch humor in this film. There are a couple things I like. So first of all, I, I don't know why you would take Hulk, a comic book, story and then at this point in where we are in film try and make it a somber serious movie i, I think that's a bad choice i, I don't understand that choice. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. if it was a lighter tone like visually i like the, it must have been a pain in the ass to do but the the multi-panel look where it's clearly evoking a comic page and there's some shots that are clearly like you can almost see that as a comic panel yeah, Visually, uh, what's his face is death. One hundred percent is is a splash page. Yeah, one hundred percent, right? Um, but I just don't get it. Like, um, 
And then, I don't get how at the beginning of the film, like if that kind of stuff had been happening from the beginning, yeah, or if they hadn't done it later in the film, it's it's when he turns into the Hulk for the first time, it literally turns into a different movie. And I I guess I get what he's going for that he's a awaken a new person in him and stuff, but it's such a hard shift from grounded serious film to comic book film that I'm I'm not on board. I'm not I, I I'm not here to say this is a good movie. I just want to be so fucking clear about that. I want to say that I am frustrated because I was enjoying the movie Ang Lee was handing us until the Hulk showed up. And that's a problem because the name of the movie <laughs> is fucking Hulk. Yeah. You know, it's almost like he's going for this idea that there's a man inside me. And only when he's finally out can I walk free of pain. <laughs> Is that from the original Incredible Hulk show? No, sorry. That's oh, Tobias. That's Dr. Tobias Funke. That's his oh, book, God. The Man Inside Me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's, which I would rather watch 10 times uh, than, yeah, than watch true. this movie again. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, so, my, la- my last bitch here. Oh. What's with the random eyeball close ups, including the frog? It reminds me of the nightmare boat sequence in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, sure. right? Like yep. again, is this a horror movie? I, I don't understand what he's doing. So, all right, I'll stop. Nobody does. I'll okay. stop bitching. All right, sorry. Thank you. Please continue. Um, where the fuck was I? Oh, Bruce wakes up in the <laughs> hospital bed and tells Betty he worked the nanomats. I mean, I feel great. I feel like I don't know. They must have. Like, fix me. Bruce, they've killed everything else that they've come into contact with. Despite the mid-level dialogue in this scene, I think this might be the best scene for Jennifer and Eric. Sure. Yeah. They're giving really, really solid performances. Yep. <clears throat> Agree. Okay. Unknown to them, the radiation uh, merged with Bruce's altered DNA. Later, David meets Bruce, revealing their relationship and hinting at Bruce's mutation. Mutation. Uh, he later uses samples from Bruce's DNA for animal experiment experimentation. Bruce's increasing rage from the tension around him activates the gamma radiation DNA, and he becomes the Hulk <laughs> and destroys the lab. Uh, and and you know, so this must so that sucks that this was horrible for Eric Bana to film. the The sequence is just so cheesy, and it should be a like a pinnacle moment in the movie the first time we eat the transformation of the hulk and instead it's oh. just the worst kind of cheese oh hard disagree i think he's acting the shit out of it it's really good the second he, transformation at his house i was like what are we doing I, listen i don't think the fault is eric i think it's the oh, it's no. the special effects around it and the, oh the, yeah the special effects yeah. aren't great but yeah. did you catch that when he first turns into the hulk that because of the the lighting and the coloring he looks gray Oh, no, I missed that. Oh, which is a nice yeah. homage to the original Hulk, which, of course, was gray. Yeah. And Ang Lee has said that he, he wanted to show the Hulk a couple times in the dark so that when you first time you see him in that, like, back-to-tank is yep. the only thing I can think of. Um, <laughs> sure. No, no, you see, in a back-to-tank, you float vertically. He was floating horizontally. That's uh, the Weapon X tank. Boba Fett did not. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's true. Uh, we don't acknowledge the uh, Filoni oh, version. No, sorry. No, no, no. How dare you? <laughs> Nerd fight. He's he's in charge of Star Wars now, and I'm very fucking excited. After Ahsoka. 
True, true. Even though I didn't know any of those characters, I, I did find it compelling. You still love them. Yeah, that's true. That's Ezra, true. Ezra's fantastic. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm out of the second beer. Okay. I thought you should know. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Betty finds Bruce unconscious in his home the next morning when she gets there. <laughs> yeah. There's this sweeping shot that goes through the wall. Yep. Did you did you catch the green scuba goggles? No. Do you, do you know what that's probably referencing? No. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way. Oh. Because Eric Bana is the voice of one of the sharks. Right. That's right. That's right. He never knew his father. <laughs> In that shot, that shot ends with Eric Bana's ass, Australia's ass. Um, the shredded pants are just ridiculous. There's the shredded pants are ridiculous. The, I love that how the costumer has to do much like in um, Cabin in the Woods with the stoner guy. I can't remember the actor's name. Yes, something yep. Franz something. I can't think of it. Yeah, who's and ridiculous? He built. Yeah, yeah. They they have to hide the fact that Eric Bana is fucking jacked. They're like, no, this scientist isn't jacked. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look over here, audience. But but like, explain to me like what's the internal logic of those pants? The Hulk is huge. They they're shred. He should be naked. He should be naked. You just wanted to see his dick. There's no one. Sta- well, sick fuck. Listen, it's probably uncut. I mean, I'm assuming, right? Like he's, you know, outside of America, like most Patrick Stewart. Jews are. <laughs> oh, is he uncut? Oh, is he? Is he au natural? And he was on um, uh, Graham Norton. Uh, I feel like that's yeah, where Graham we're Norton. Out. That's where we're coming out. It's like that's where yeah. we're coming out. And, and my doctor looked down there and he goes, "Not," because <laughs> he and his wife got into an argument about it, whether or not he was circumcised. Whether, Wait, whether. Or not he was, <laughs> Wait, what? He's, he thought he was, and she's like, "I assure you, you are not." He thought he was circumcised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like Patrick. Do you look at your penis? Because I know what an uncircumcised penis looks like. It looks very how, different than how a circumcised do you know one. What an uncircumcised. <laughs> I've no. seen some uh, some footage some, online. Some, some some movies. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so and, just, and papa. <laughs> God, could we get him on the podcast? Actually, could we just hang out with him? I just want, I just want to hang out with him. Well, I mean, my brother knows him. I know, right? And I know someone who knows him. I've interviewed someone who knows him. I'm, I feel like I feel like we're Patrick Stewart adjacent. I, I love him like in I, I love begged, him in Dune in the in the in the in, in the David Dune? Lynch yeah. 80, in the Good Dune. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I told me you were dead. That? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so he barely remembers the previous night. Ross arrives later to question Bruce before Betty locates David. Before Betty locates David and investigates him. How? After, ah, nope. Yeah. You have a note, but go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I did. Um, how creepy is Nick Nolte's conversation with Betty? Oh, he 100% wants to fuck her. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, as as yeah. good as that scene with Eric Bana and Jennifer Connelly was, you know, when he's waking up, how uncomfortable must this scene have been to Phil? I can't imagine. It, it is so it. sad that Nick Galti has seemingly had some uh, drug-related problems because he's really fucking talented. Yeah. And this is the time when he was arrested that there's the famous picture of him. That mugshot, yeah. Uh, his mugshot is because he was making this film and he grew his hair out all oh. while. I was like, oh, no, Nick Nolte's gone. And uh, actually, uh, Mr. Nolte, uh, thank you because I went to a costume party 
once and went as a celebrity mugshot, and I based my hairstyle <laughs> off of oh, that's off of you. So thank you. That's um, Yeah, I just mussed it up and put a bunch of product in it. And right before we left, I put a little flower right here yeah. on my nose. <gasps> oh, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, luckily, so I think Nick Nolte is a great actor. I think he's had yeah. a lot of great movies. You know, luckily, he did have that rough period. I think one of his best later career movies um, is the 2011 Warrior with Tom Hardy Ooh, and Joel Edgerton. <gasps> oh, I like I like Tom Hardy. I like Joel. Is Warrior the MMA? MMA, it, yes. And it's yeah, yeah. first of all the fight scenes. Are, yeah, that's probably why I've never seen it because it's boxing. It's boxing adjacent. But yeah, but it's uh, so, my embargo's almost up. Wait, are we in the year my embargo's up? Uh, when what? did we do Rocky? Oh shit, that was. Uh, well, I can tell. I can tell you if you want. Yeah, Rocky. Uh, Rocky. Patreon last modified in November of 2019. So one more year. Wait, five years ago. Oh wait, my embargo is done. Five year embargo. All okay. right, I'm gonna watch Warrior. Uh, you, it, it's a great movie, and Nick Nolte is wonderful in it. He's not remotely a lead. You know, it's definitely Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton's movie, but Nick Nolte's wonderful. He's doing some great acting. Yeah. I'm listening. I like both of them. Yeah. So Betty locates David to investigate him, right? The creepiness. Um, after the hours of interrogation, Ross seizes the lab and places Bruce under house arrest. David calls Bruce that night, revealing he mutated three dogs and sick them on Betty, enraging him. Rawr! Yeah, you, you know it. If I'm also critiquing, like, the story structure, uh, you know, you could almost make the argument that Bruce is not even the protagonist of this movie, right? He does nothing. Sure. He, it's right? Indiana he Jones had, and yeah, the Raiders he, of the Lost Ark, yeah. He has no agency here. Things happen to him. He's he's the most passive protagonist we've seen in a long, long time. It's really, Nick, like, it's, it's Nick Nolte's movie. I hate to say it. Yeah, it's it's it, it is Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nick would have still gained access to that facility. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. would have happened in this film without. Okay, yeah, <laughs> actually, it would have been worse because he wouldn't have been able to do what he does at the end, which I don't understand. But we'll get there. Okay, bemoaning the lab destruction, Talbot attacks Bruce, who transforms, injuring Talbot. Man, poor Josh Lucas, just. <laughs> What a fucking punchable face this guy has. He really does. He really does. He's so good. And he gets uh, Sweet Home Alabama, right? Like, that's his movie where he gets to shine, right? Oh, i never seen that. Is he uh, good in it? Yeah, he's the he's the, he's the the guy back home that Reese Witherspoon, no. you know. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm remembering well, this correctly. Listen, Reese Witherspoon's going to have some explaining to do with the FBI. That's a spoiler for the morning show. You're welcome. Aubrey won't watch it this season. She doesn't care. I'm just going to have to watch it without her. I will tell you this. It's not a great season. Oh. It's really kind of wishy-washy, okay. but man, does it fucking stick to landing. Okay. All right. Well, good. But I'm, I'll watch it by myself. John Hamm is so fucking I good. You, that motherfucker. I'm watching Fargo. That son of a... God damn it. Handsome men should not be that funny. God damn it. Which, if we're Facebook uh, okay. friends, you've seen me bitch about that. So, sorry. Please yep. continue. I, I did. You um, did. <laughs> so, he transforms in injuring Talbot and Ross's MPs. Yeah, there would be MPs, right? He's yeah. he's Army, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Which is how a, we know he's still in the military. Right. Uh, the Hulk finds Betty 
at her forest cabin and saves her from the dogs <laughs> and changes back. All right, go ahead and then I'll go because I'm pretty so, sure we're going to. Well, I'll dogs. say this. This is one of the few moments. The fight with the dogs is not bad. I mean, if you're okay with the fact of him beating up dogs, right? Like, um, it's one of the better parts not of the movie. Fan. It's one not, of the better fights. I like the fact that when this Hulk gets angrier, he gets bigger. That's yeah, that's yeah, comics cool appropriate. Thing. Yeah, it's it is done mm-hmm. well. Yep. How does he take out the Mastiff? Uh, well, I I remember them. I I had forgotten about them puffing into green gas when he kills them. Yep. Like they mm-hmm. like they turn into coins in a video game, right? Like first of all. Terrible there. Um, he punches it in the balls. Oh, this that's is the right. First After they've bitten him in the dick, though. So that's fair. Right. That's So there's two crotch moments right here. There's one more coming up. But I was just like, what are we doing? And, man, I don't understand why that Mastiff has that giant jaw like that. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I, yeah. I remember when they showed up when I saw this in the theater opening night. And I remember distinctly going, uh-oh. <laughs> this... This I made it a bad movie right now. <laughs> and my note here for the end is, and this is the fan four stick moment. This is where the movie feels like it's a reshoot oh. from now on because we've got that. We've got everyone's hair looks different. Like fucking Betty's hair is in that the bun, like mm-hmm. that librarian bun with a little piece hanging down that is very sexy. <laughs> yes, she can wear um, that. Yes. But suddenly her hair is down the rest of the film. I'm like, I'm not complaining. You've got this beautiful hair and you, Paul Bettany is a very lucky man. But I was just <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's all a reshoot at the end. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's the I, last half of this movie, a reshoot. I, listen, who the fuck knows, right? Is this it, a Justice League moment? Are we going to uh, get angry? Apparently, there's like a four-hour cut of this movie. Why? Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm not interested in ever fucking watching that. But what was, didn't we? I'm sorry, please finish your thought. That was it. I'm not interested in watching it. I don't want to watch a fucking four-hour cut of something. I, I think the four-hour cut, didn't we learn, I think when we were, did Justice League, I think we were talking about that, that, that because once you start cutting... Like, you can't add new stuff, so the director right. will put everything in. So, you know, that might start as a four-hour cut. Uh, Superman 2 also suffers from that because he turns back time again by by going on the uh, thing. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, do, uh, turning their world around, which not how science works. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's not. I think, I think this year, I'm going to call it now. Here we are, and, you know, it's January 25th when we are recording. I think we might get the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever this year. Kevin Smith is riding hard okay. for it to I'll, come out. Listen, I'll I'll watch it. It can't possibly be worse. Uh, no, we liked Batman Forever. No, we did not. No, we did I, not. Okay, I like Batman you li- Forever. <laughs> okay, thank you. Specificity. Yes, yes. It's the soul of narrative. Yes, I know. Um, okay. You know, you know, when I was a dog handler in the Air Force, uh, when you meet your dog in canine in the canine handler school, they you know put you into the kennel with your dog, and this is the first time you've actually been around a military working dog. Yeah, and they basically tell you like cover your nuts, right? So you right, walk into the kennel. A- so now when I'm meeting a new dog, it's it's so funny. I had this scenario a few weeks ago. Was, um, going to somebody's place, they had some dogs, and I was you know the dogs were on uncertain of who I was and they one of them was not happy got a little bit mouthy on my wrist but mm, I had my left hand better than your wrist <laughs> well I had my left hand up to kind of like deal with them but my right hand was over my balls because sure I'd rather lose my right hand than my balls so 
Yeah. And it's also going to be harder. Well, depend. what kind of dog was it? That's what she said. Uh, it was a good-sized dog. Maybe it was a, re- a lab, maybe. It was good-sized. Oh, because if it was a retriever, I just learned that they have the hardest bite index. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't... Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I don't have any data on that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dog handler friend of mine was like, yeah, because we were talking about like... Because like in the UK, Mm -hmm. head size is what bans certain dogs from being in the UK. Sure. Clearly going after the pit bull. And it's just like, well, there are other dogs with much... Like my dog, Fagan, a fucking poodle, Mm -hmm. has an extreme... The bite index also. That's why. Oh, interesting. It's one of the dogs in the in this fight sequence. They sure. are, they're hunters. They were trained to hunt fox. Like right. people forget that because they become this foo 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 little fun dog. And I'm just like, like when I, uh, yeah, I was talking to someone about having a poodle. And they're like, oh, this is like you carry it around. I'm like, no, no, this is a 160 pound fucking dog. You don't fucking <laughs> carry Fagin. That's it. That's it. Betty, you all right? I'm scared. Betty calls Ross the following day. The army tranquilizes and takes Bruce to desert base. <sighs> so this, we already said, I mean, this whole desert base, it reminded me of the $6 million man, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, you had yeah. dropped those shots into an episode of that, I'd been like, yep, that's the show I'm watching. And this yep. is what I'm saying. Like, suddenly, like, we have these fantastical sets when, like... I'm pretty sure the shit that they shot with the Gamma Sphere was an actual lab. Sure. Like, I sure. remember reading that Ang Lee's uh, wife is a biologist or a chemist, excuse okay. me. And, like, like all the science that's happening in, in their lab is real because she's like, no, it would be this. It would be and this. this yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they get to get, Desert Base. And then we get to fucking Alkali Lake from X-Men. Yeah. Like, I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Deeming him doomed to follow in David's footsteps, Ross doubts helping Bruce, but Betty persuades Ross to let her try. David subjects himself to the nanomeds and gamosphere, becoming able to meld with and absorb the properties of anything he touches. Have to point out here, they've basically just made him Marvel's absorbing man, who's a... Mainly a Fantastic Four uh, yeah, villain, but yeah. not. I mean, no. I mean, he like is, at one point, he, at one point in the comics, Absorbing Man comes into contact with Mjolnir when he's fighting the Avengers, and that's a Ruh-roh. horrible move. Yeah, he turns himself into Uru, the the magical metal that Mjolnir's made out of, and it you know doesn't go doesn't in go the well. comics. Yeah, in the uh, MCU, it's a dying star. It's the heart oh, of a dying sure. star. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, Ur- Uru is what it is in the. Yeah, comics. Um, yeah, he is absorbing man, but he's not. And also the scene where he's well stuck I, to the girl. I mean, like he's not Crusher Creel, but what's your differentiation? I don't know. I just, I guess he is. He he. Uh, what, I mean, he doesn't have the wrecking ball, right? Like it's not the same right character. My but problem his is his powers is, are absorbing man, one hundred percent. So he puts his hand on the girder and absorbs it, and then I guess Crusher Creel can touch something. And then he holds it for a, for a bit, right? Uh, Can't, no, I mean it's it, it. Different writers may have you know flavored yeah. that oh, differently, but all he's got to do is touching something, which extended to energy. Um, right. Later on, touching something would allow him to basically transform himself into that substance. When his hand is stuck to the girder and he's trying to free it, he's touching the girder with his other hand. And I'm like, 
is it just in his left hand? What the fuck? Yeah, like he's wearing clothes. Why aren't they absorbing the? Yeah, it's. Yeah, why isn't he turning into you know cotton? You know the touch, the feel of cotton. What the fuck of our lives? Do you remember that? No, was that a that was their jingle like the early twenty, oh the God. early two thousands? Yeah. Oh no, I do not remember that. Hmm. Oh my God. Talbot wrestles control from Ross, forcing Betty to return home. Seeking to profit from the Hulk's power, Talbot falls, uh, fails to provoke Bruce and puts him in an isolation tank. It sure does. Sure does. The back to tank. The, yeah. the horizontal back to tank. David confronts Betty at her house, offering to surrender himself, yet asking to speak to Bruce one last time. Talbot induces a nightmare from Bruce's repressed memories and triggers a transformation. Yeah, this was super fucking unclear. Like maybe I was I'd stop paying attention to the movie at this point, but I was like, they jump between oh, these nightmare sequences. Like the, it's it was unclear because David's explaining what really happened. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, do they have some sort of bizarre psychic connection because of the mutated DNA? But then Talbot's like, oh, that that's a good nightmare. I'm like, what? I, I think it's shitty writing, to be honest with you. I, I it's just shitty writing. It is. It's super shitty, unclear yeah. writing. So after the uh, transformation is triggered, uh, the Hulk is trapped in a sticky foam, and Talbot mm. tries taking a sample of him, but the Hulk breaks free. Sure does. <laughs> Talbot is killed when he fires an explosive round that ricochets, and Ross resumes command. All right. So see, this is yeah. why this movie is not as good. This death should have been more seriously handled, but instead it's a comic panel that then, like, pans out to a hundred comic panels and then moves down to the next scene. I'm like, but also like they took an intern and said, Hey, here's Photoshop. We need you to yeah. draw around Josh Lucas and then paste him over an explosion. It's this was a movie with a $130 million budget. What the this is fuck? a movie that was released in theaters in the 21st century. I paid money to see this movie in the theater. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And that, yeah. 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 Even, even that drill, which is a practical, you know, piece of, it's a prop, you know, somebody made that. No, How fucking no. cheesy is that fucking drill? It, if if just, that had I, been, if that had shown up in Flash Gordon, I would have accepted it. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if Ming's torturers. Flash, Flash. Well, he will save, save every one of us. He'll save every one of us. Yeah, it's true. Um, one minor good part in here, Hulk learning oh. to jump. That was fun. Um, reminded me a little bit, you know, done better in Christopher Nolan's or uh, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, of course. But sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. But, but it's got but the same. Not feel. bad here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. The Hulk escapes the base, battles the army in the desert. So two things. This is where the humor in this movie is so off kilter with this serious tone. The Hulk hits himself in the balls with the tank turret. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's lifting off the one part of the tank. I don't know what that top part is called. Uh, the is turret. That still consi- that's still considered the turret? Yeah. The part and that then, turns is the turret. Okay. So, and then the, the actual, like, rifle part of the turret, I guess. That's the barrel. Barrel whacks him right yeah. in the balls. He goes, I was like, oh. Yeah. God damn um, it. But, and, and then, you know, Kills a tank crew when he throws that tank, right? Oh, so it's a weird dead. mix they're of all dead. yeah, it's a weird mix of uh, of humor. You know, it's done so much better, like infinitely better, a million infinite times better in the Incredible Hulk when inexplicably the Hulk battles the army on a college campus, which 
don't think too closely <laughs> about that one. But that's a oh, better that one. So good, though. It, it is so good, and and, it, and it's right out of the comics, right? Like you got to put the U.S. Army up as one of Hulk's classic foes, done so weirdly and poorly here, and you know done a million times better in the Incredible Hulk. Go just go yeah, watch yeah. the Incredible Hulk. Don't watch this movie. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we should have said at the beginning. Yeah, this film features one of the only combat missions ever flown by the RAH sixty six Comanche stealth helicopter. Those ones with the missiles that come out on the side. Mm-hmm. The program was canceled a year later after this film uh, premiered, and those <laughs> were the only two copies that were made that are oh. used in this film. It gives it kind of this futuristic feel that was fun. I saw that in the the trivia. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, interesting. The Hulk. Leaps to San Francisco to find Betty. She convinces... And where does he end up first? Because it's San Francisco, so obviously the only way into San Francisco is, is through the, the fucking Golden, Golden Gate Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> Which he if jumps down onto the jet. How about, how bad is the CGI when the Hulk realizes the jet is about to crash into the bridge, and he gets a like, kind of look like, on his face and jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. So Betty convinces Ross to take her to the Hulk, returning Bruce to normal. Um, of all the bad CGI in this movie, and there's a lot of it, him turning back to Bruce in San Francisco is the worst CGI in the movie. It is fucking rough. Like, the feet don't necessarily oh. line up with how small he's getting. I'm like, oh, he's going to have some trouble walking in a second. I, I, th- this movie had a hundred and, what I say, $137 million mm-hmm. budget? What the fuck? Oh, sorry. Please continue. Bruce and David talk at the base in the city while Ross watches. Threatened to inc- incinerate them? Sure. I mean that's burn, burning through elect, through electricity. So, okay, yeah, sure. So yeah. so this scene, holy shit! Like Eric Bana was like, I was so excited to work with Nick Nolte. Yep. And I read that before I watched the movie. I'm like, were you? This yeah. scene's actually really good. But yeah, the but two it, of them are acting the shit out of this scene. But it's ninety percent Nick Nolte, as most of the dramatic work in this movie is Nick Nolte. Uh huh. But as someone who has acted next to someone who happens to also host this co- podcast and not have a lot of dialogue in those scenes, <laughs> Eric Bana's doing some real good yeah. response. Like it's good. It's good. The that, scene is is like I wanted this to be the theme of the whole that, fucking movie. That's a really deep cut. I feel like, and I know we've we've referenced it. Oh, before. we've talked about it. Yeah, we, yeah. We, <laughs> you and I were in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. <laughs> Sure were. We shared. I was that they pretended to drink a gimlet while you were talking about. We talked about it three episodes ago. Okay. We don't need to go all right. All right. Okay. So yeah. We, so That's my a note great is joke. suddenly we are Sorry, back. I really in this like inc- that one. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, suddenly we are back in this really incredible, serious Ang Lee film that we were in the beginning, and it yeah. was just like, whoa, what? Wait, hang on. What's happening? We were in this silly movie. Yep. With you know the Hall kidding himself with a barrel and the dick like. And now all of a sudden we're going to have this really serious scene that ends with him ripping open a, uh, a, I don't know, 400 volt cable line and just biting it. And the acting that Nick Nolte, it's the, I I don't fault him, right? I'm sure this was the direction, but the the acting he does when he's biting the cable is one of the just weirdest things I think I've ever seen. It's like Warner Brothers... Uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so I, I have a note a minute later, but it's perfect here. Like 
This is one of the fundamental flaws of this movie. How dumb do you have to be to give every good dramatic moment in a movie to someone other than the Hulk when it's a Hulk movie? <laughs> what are we doing here? It's the movie is not David Banner. I'm sorry, ab- absorbing man. It's not, it's not. It is not. Sorry. It is not. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, so after Bruce refuses, David bites into the high voltage cable, uh, where, when Ross powers it and absorbs the, and absorbs the energy mutating into a powerful electrical entity, Bruce becomes the Hulk and fights, (laughs) does he fight him, uh, to overpower him. The, the lightning flashes of the different fight sequences. That was fun. That was fun. I forgot how bad and dumb that was. Oh, that, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Nope. We'll, yep. we'll move past it. Yeah. yeah move on. <laughs> They're presumed dead after Ross orders the gamma charge to end the battle. And I must say, oh, God, this end battle is so, 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 so boring that I'm yawning. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's right. So like it's fucking boring. Oh, yeah. I, this is, you know, if Ang Lee came out after this and said, I've never read a comic book and superheroes are dumb. This would that would actually explain a lot, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why well, he if, agreed to direct a Hulk movie. He, it was a passion project of him. That's what makes it so fucking wild. I don't like fucking if he understand was, that. Like, if it was like directors who do one thing so they can direct the other thing, or actors or whatever. The one for them, so one for me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they're doing this so they can do the studio artsy film. Ang Lee was really fucking excited to make this film, and I just, I'm sorry, Mr. Lee. This movie is not good. No. You tried, and it just falls apart at the end. Or about five minutes in, but sure. We'll uh, no, say about the an end. hour in. About, no. uh, there, okay. There's, well, okay. Well, I'll say that for a second. <laughs> okay. yeah. A year later, Ross has Betsy under constant surveillance. I did like this. If by some chance he did survive, he should try to contact you, I'll try to get in touch. Tell me, wouldn't you? No. I wouldn't. But you know as well as I do, I wouldn't have to. I mean, my phones are bugged, my computer's tapped, I'm under surveillance. Oh, fuck. She's a smart... You forget almost that Betty's a smart lady, right? Like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. As many Hulk sightings get reported, in exile in the Amazon rainforest, Bruce is alive at a medical camp do- uh, It's a medical camp doctor. His camp gets overrun by soldiers who try and steal the surpri- their supplies after Bruce unsuccessfully warns them, warns their commander not to make him angry. The Hulk bellows in rage. So, is this an Incredible Hulk? Is Incredible Hulk a sequel to this film? Because that's where we find Bruce in The Incredible Hulk. He is in, sure. The yep. Amazon. He's in, Bra- he's in Brazil. Yep. Yep. Right. Like, it's uh, so fucking weird. That is such a weird choice. And I remember being thrown off by that when watching The Incredible Hulk. What five years later? Yep. Five two thousand eight. Same year like, Iron Man comes out. Wait, yep. is this is this a Hulk sequel that they just couldn't get Banna back for? Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know. All right. But what is a, your note? No, it was the pew beard. We talked about it earlier. (laughs) Those are definitely cubes on his uh, face. It pans out. We get a big, giant roar from the Hulk and movie. movie. Uh, Hey, Todd. That was a movie. Fuck. Casey. Who made it? I fucking hate that movie. 
Oh, I, I, I was so excited to take Christian to see this movie because I, you know, geek dad can't wait to share this geek stuff with my son. I'm going to raise a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a new geek, and ah, oh, they're not, they weren't helping me with this one. They sure oh, weren't. They weren't. Okay, but of course, we do have some questions. We sure do. Hey, Todd. Yeah. What's your favorite character? It's not Hulk. No, uh, it's not Hulk. It's not it's, Eric Bana. No. I mean, Thunderbolt Ross is doing what he should do. He's a great foil to Hulk. Yeah, or sure. the dogs. I mean, I could go either way. Oh, how fucking dare you. It's not the Hulk dogs. It, the Hulk dogs are pretty good. Which is from the comics, which I did not know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the Todd McFarland run, right? Of course it was McFarland. I mean, I, listen, that's a great run with leader with leader. I mean, for me, that's one of the like high point Hulk runs. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Hulk Dogs, I think, for me. Or Thunderbolt Ross, Ty. What about you? Uh it's gonna be for me. It's gonna be He's only in the movie for a hot second, but he's a repeat actor for us. Daniel D. Kim as uh yes. looks, as the aide there. Yeah. I was like, holy he, shit, it's Daniel D. Kim. He's the uh, FBI sniper who gives up his rifle to uh, Richard Gere in the Jackal. <laughs> and tells him oh, shit. Is he really? Yeah, he is. It's been yeah. a minute since I've seen the Jackal. All I remember is Jack it's, Black being in that movie and being murdered by yeah, what's, Bruce Willis. What's Ball? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great. I love that movie. It, okay. That is a not even guilty pleasure. I love that movie. I love Richard Gere's ridiculous Irish accent. I hate the term. I hate the term guilty pleasure. It shouldn't be guilty for you. If you like the movie, you like the movie. Sure. 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 Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Casey, what is the best scene? I think I, you reference it, I think. Yeah. It's got to be that scene post that gamma radiation between Betty and, or, or is it the Nick Nolte, Eric Bana scene? It's in Nick Nolte, Eric Bana scene, simply because I remember that being much more terrible than it was. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, huh, I'm liking the performances of both these actors right now. Okie dokie. Sometimes I don't understand the words you speak, but I, yes. Okay. You fucker. You absolute, <laughs> yeah. no, you bear fucker. I, listen, bear fucker. Do you need assistance? If you're going to get <laughs> bear fucker, uh, it, uh, we could do super troopers. I, I would re- watch that movie 10 times before I'd watch this movie again. Um, the, if I'm going to go with an acting scene, it's it's uh, Bruce and Betty, you know, after his first transformation. But honestly, okay. the do- the dog fight. So I think you said it before. Oh, God. Like, like in this movie, like it's Hulk. I want to see the Hulk, and I want to sure. see him do things that only the Hulk can do. And the the I think the fight with the dogs is is more fun than the fight with the army. So the I think I'm going with the Hulk f- dogs fight. Sure. Um, so, uh, what would be one scene you would cut? This movie's like two fourteen or two seventeen. It's a long fucking movie, and it feels like it. You got to move that along. So maybe some of the unexplained flashbacks that are happening in the dream. Like, there's a. They're just. This movie is bloated. I th- I think they go back to the David wants to kill Bruce. One too many times. I'd say it's, yeah, it's flashback stuff. Okay. You could definitely trim this movie down to a tight 90 by getting rid of some of that flashback stuff. Some of the, like, if you make the beginning, you don't have to change any of the performances because mm-hmm. we can't because it's 21 years ago. Right, right. That's, that's how. But there's a works. way to, cu- to cut 
everything that happens pre the Hulk to make the whole movie, not going to save the movie, but have the whole movie have the same feel and pacing. Like post Hulk, the movie moves at a much quicker clip until the scene with David and Bruce. So if it was just trim stuff up, you can make this a tight 90. It'd still be a bad movie. (laughs) May God rest your May God rest your soul. That's not what the <laughs> phrase is. Guys, I'm may two God, beers in. May I'm God done. Have mercy on your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? It's Nick Nolte. It's Nick Nolte. I mean, he's got all the acting. <laughs> yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. He's having a great time. It's a one-man Hamlet. All the characters are in Hamlet's head. Yeah, that's great. Off Broadway. I'd rather watch, dish. Rather I do, watch Soap I, I, Dish than watch this movie. You have the rare brain disease that we call Kopenglischlagen. <laughs> Sudden speech is the final symptoms of. <laughs> Except for the whole, like, uh, kind of queer bashing that happens in that film. That movie's near perfect. I think, yeah, listen, I, I yeah. I, I, it's a great movie. Yes, great movie. Okay. All right, so Casey, I'm not sure if you remember the IMDb uh, score for this movie. It was high. I remember that. <laughs> 5.6. That's high. I'm going to give this thing like a 3. 0.6. A uh, 0.6. <laughs> this is oh. one of the worst movies we've watched on this podcast. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. 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 And if you think it's better, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I just listened to Newcomers did Mask of the Phantasm. I was very sad because both Lauren and Nicole hated it. <gasps> I know. What? I was so crushed. That's a I was great... like, oh my but, gosh. But Lauren at the end, it was like, look, if you like Mask of the Phantasm, I'm glad. I did not. I'm like, I respect okay. you for that. Yeah, that's yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, it's 100 yeah. percent We don't have to okay. yuck other people's yum. Absolutely. Buddy. So, Todd, normally this is where you would hear someone say, and now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet, but do you know what our next episode is? You know when it drops? Oh, shit. The, yep. Yes, I yeah, totally do. Yeah, you don't do. because I see it on your face. You don't yep. know what movie we're watching next because I, it's your birthday no, pick, I you totally, little fucker. I totally know. How dare you? I am... I am shocked and astonished. I see you. I see you fervently typing on the on your computer. You fucking liar! What are you? How dare you, sir? I am offended that you would even say such a thing. So, are you oh, telling I, me? Wait, wait. <clears throat> I, I, no, I need to be very clear. Are you telling me that you think I don't have my birthday pick movie already picked out? Is that what I you're feel saying? Like to me? You're, I feel like you're stalling right now, uh, you bastard! Uh, how <laughs> the audacity! The caucasity, even. I, I the caucasity. I, you know, it's stunning and disappointed. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that it's, uh, it's hard to believe. It's you're shocked it, and appalled. I am shocked. I'm appalled. I'm incredibly can disappointed. Just, can, you, can you just name a fucking movie? Yes, of course. Well, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to name the movie that I have decided long ago that we would watch for my birthday pick. <sighs> I'm going to take a nap while you try and figure this out. You wake me do, up when you're ready, buddy. You, should, should I just say it now? I can yeah, sure. Say, I can just say it now. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to watch uh, just a, a pleasure watch, a movie that's, oh boy. that's fun this to watch. Um, and, you know, to be fair, I have not yet consulted with him, so I need to... Oh, I know what you're I doing. Need to okay, reach out to my, I need to reach out to my... Well, I'm not going with that movie, because I... Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm not oh. going with Spider-Verse. Um, 
but uh, I want to have my I want to have my want to have my buddy on your cousin Matt, who I had the pleasure <sighs> of meeting uh, end of last your, year. Your sweet guy crush, yeah, my sure. sweet man crush. Um, I think I think we're gonna watch the very fun uh, movie starring the woman who is at times one of the oh, sexiest no. women I've ever seen, and at times curiously homely. The 2006 comedy romance, My Super Ex Girlfriend. Starring oh fuck! Luke I've Wilson never seen this. And Uma Thurman. Oh my god, it's so much fun, and it has Anna Faris in it. Okay, yeah. Again, someone who is sometimes incredibly sexy and sometimes a little homely. Yeah, uh, Rain Wilson, Eddie Izzard, Wanda Sykes, Catherine Eddie Reitman. Is, uh, listen, you had me at Eddie Izzard. I just rewatched all the Ocean's movies. God damn it! What a delight those movies are. Yeah. Uh, this was, it, this is just fun. We're watching this for fun. Doesn't have a special place. Uh, it's you know a relatively recent movie, but it's it's fun. So yeah, I'm not mad. All right, so let's watch that trailer. Oh, check that out! Uptight librarian on the outside, ready to rumble on the inside. Not my type, but you should go for it. Hi, I know I don't really know you, but you look like a very interesting person. So if possibly sometime I might maybe buy you a cup of. No. I must be a little nervous. That's okay. I got a closet full of them. Let me handle this one up. Let's take care of these. Okay. Thank you. Different color roses mean different things. Red ones mean passion or love. But don't worry. I'm not saying that I think you're telling me that you love me. Maybe someday. Or never. No pressure. Dude, what's wrong? My first impression of Jenny was accurate. What's this? She seems a little needy, jealous, controlling. The trifecta, perfect. Sounds like a nutcase. Okay, listen to me. Take her hand in your hand. You say, sweetheart, I think we just need to take a little time off from the relationship to re-examine where this is going. Are you breaking up with me? No! You are breaking up with me. You are so gonna regret this. Don't worry about that, they always say that. This summer, if you thought breaking up was hard, you rat! I got your back. Try breaking up with a superhero. Don't let go. Where's my car? You are headed for some serious trouble. Yeah, I hear you, homegirl. I got it. What did you just call me? Uma Thurman. What do you call nine one one? That was close. Luke Wilson. Ah! You gotta laugh to keep from crying, right? My super ex-girlfriend. Deep down, I had a feeling that you'd realize your mistake and come back to me. That's why I didn't kill you. So, Todd, uh, I'm excited. New movie for me. Um, yeah. I actually, usually, um, I was thinking about this t- yesterday when I was Ubering. I have not watched a new movie this year. Okay, great. Yeah, Which is it, really weird for me. Usually, I'm like right on the ball. New movie, new year, let's go. But yeah, yeah. I've been nostalgia hard for weeks. So, exciting new super, what, super ex-girlfriend? My super ex-girlfriend, yeah. Not to be confused with the wonderful crazy ex-girlfriend. Right. Which is a different property, which is not a Which is spot. a wonderful property. That's right. All right. So Casey, no yeah. surprise. 
we've expressed a variety of opinions here. You and I have very different views on this movie. If our audience wants to weigh in and let us know what side of the fence they come down on, how should they do that? Well, there's a very simple way. All of our social medias, including I'm now on Blue Sky. I haven't put it in there. I should probably do that before this episode comes out. You can find them all there, or you can just email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com. And Todd, why is that? Because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Our music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Yeah. Our beer, our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. Be heroic. We did it. Yay. Smash. We got through the fucking Hulk. Oh, fuck. I'm so glad that movie's never watching that movie again. <laughs> nope. Mutation. Mutation. <laughs> it is the thunding. I don't know. I'm, I'm half in this beer. Um, sure. Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain. You're a commander. Dear God, are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't. I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem uh, to have no rank. Only the title of doctor. I don't think there are admirals either. Captain. I mean, commander. I mean, look, Casey. We are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest. Then there's no moment to spare. Engage! I, I, I don't think um, Nitro Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just oh. dial that back there. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom! Mom.